Bandwidth for all shows on the Aussie Tech Heads network is supplied by Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting. For a fast, affordable and reliable Australian server with fantastic support, contact Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting at aussietechheads.com.au. Aussie Tech Heads, Australia's best hosting service. Thanks for joining us again for another week live around the world. It's Aussie Tech Heads. Yay! We're back again. How are you guys going? We've got a huge amount of stories for you this week and uh, a little bit light on on hosts, but none the, don't matter about that. It's going to be one of the better shows you've ever heard. So welcome, everyone. <laughs> Get us India. So welcome. Here's the best. Forget the rest. That's right. And uh, I'm, I, my only co-host tonight is Jace, and that's uh, Jace that you would have heard just then. Hello, Jace. Welcome to another week. Hey, how's it going, Glenn? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Uh, all uh, piping hot and ready to go, I tell you. We've got a few stories lined up. Uh, but first of all, we must thank ATH Web Hosting for supplying the bandwidth and the website space and all that sort of stuff. So athwebhosting.com.au. And you can also find us, obviously, you're listening to us now. So whether you're listening to us on Phase FM around regional Australia or on the podcast or watching us on YouTube or joining us live in the lounge, Yes, go to the aussietechheads.com.au forward slash podcast. You can join us live in the lounge and watch the live recording of the show. There's details on the screen there uh, on the uh, webpage thing there. So that's all good, good and dandy. All right, I don't know where the other guys are this week. Will's still at work. Shane, as you know, last, his last week was uh, last week. So he's uh, he's found himself some employment. Damn him. <laughs> and so he can't make What's it What's more important? Come on. I know. Well, see, the time difference was not our friend. And yeah. uh yeah, so um and and also isn't it good to see the footy back? Oh yes, thank you. It's been a it's been a long dry summer, but the footy's back. Ray Robert Ray Warren is back in my ears. And uh I know half the country won't know who what I'm talking about. So, but anyway, rugby I league. I love sportsing. Sportsing is really cool when that team beats the other team. Sportsing is my favorite thing. Yeah, that's right. You gotta have sportsings. <laughs> All right. Uh okay, listen, we're gonna get straight into it. So look, I'll I'll have a bit of a stab at the first one. Look, I think... Uh, we got to do the history? No, we didn't. Well, there's no more Shane. Oh, no. So there's, no more, there's no more Shane, so there's no more history. But look, I'll, tell, I'll let you in on a little secret. Uh, Shane did say, we did discuss the other week about whether or not we should probably uh, drop that or not. Because, like, the things were, we've been doing it for a year. And it was starting to repeat itself. <laughs> so, <Yep>. so uh, <laughs> Makes sense. You know, things in history only happen once. You want to ha hear what happened uh, this time every other year? Go listen to about 12 episodes ago or something. That's right. That's exactly. <laughs> it 52 episodes ago. <laughs> That's right. Just, yeah, minus 52. Go and listen to that. All right. So, look, uh, everyone knows that uh, XP is about to uh, – well, it's not going to die, but it's – yeah, <laughs> it might explode. <laughs> but uh, no one knows. Nobody knows. But XP is going to – Microsoft are going to stop the critical updates next month. And uh, everyone's sort of panicking. One of the 43%. There's businesses, government agencies. There's a lot of people still using the XP. But a British IT firm upgrades 30,000 PCs in 30 days. 
That's Whoa. just, yes, stuff from XP this is. So Migration Specialist 1E, which uh, helped US carrier Verizon upgrade 80,000 machines to Windows 7 in four months, eventually hitting at a pace of around 30,000 a month. So it took a, a, this is a quote from the CIO, Samira Karayi or something. It, it took us a couple of months to get it all set up. But during that time, because of all our learnings, uh, we were already migrating their machines. We ramped up to the speed of about 30,000 a month, and right at the end, they were even doing more than that. So that was uh, in 2012, but Karayi, which is the CEO, said 1E was still working on dozens of migrations ahead of the deadline and had already upgraded several million, million well, PCs. Microsoft good stuff, mate. Yes. you got to save the world. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, like, this is just a, 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 a one-time gig, isn't it? Because there's no more XP. Like no. you know, you can't keep doing this for ten years. Well, if you want to get it done cheap, just take all your computers to Singapore. They got a lot of really cheap copies of Microsoft stuff there. Yeah, so right. they'll do it for you for like twenty bucks. So, so Microsoft has also said it will start notifying customers of the April deadline from March eight. So that is uh, approaching. That is, it might even be today. It's uh, it's approaching fast from March 8 via a pop up, giving users a month to upgrade. So there you go. So I would, I would, I don't know what these government agencies are going to do, Jace. Like, like time is running out. Uh, well, I, if you're the CEO, you just uh, quit, take your extra bonus for quitting, and go start work in another company. Easy done. Yes. Yeah. Well, because I know, like places like Centrelink, and oh, I'm not sure about the tax office, but. Uh, but uh, Centrelink, I know, I, you know, like you, you see what's going on on their computer sometimes, and yeah, it's all XP based. And you're thinking, well, look, they've probably got a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, legacy programs yes. and stuff. Yes, and uh, even though Windows Seven's got an XP mode, but what a nightmare! What a yeah. nightmare! It would be an absolute nightmare. But uh, yeah, so anyway, so if you've got uh, XP on your machine at home, yes, uh, how about you pull it? Pull it out. Go and get Windows Seven. You could look at Windows Seven as a uh, uh, what the the not the latest operating system now. So you probably find it a bit cheaper on eBay, you know. And just go. What? I wonder how much. Make it would sure you get a legit eBay as well, because when you're connecting, it says Windows Genuine Advantage. Please purchase a proper copy from Microsoft. You know yes. you've been done. Yeah, I went to a. I went out and did a job the other week. Oh, the other day actually, and the guy was telling me he bought Adobe Photoshop online uh, from somewhere overseas. I'm not sure if it was eBay. I must have been from. I don't think it was eBay. It was from a different shop, and he got it, and he looked rigid, did, and he put it in, and he just could not register it. And you know, he spoke to Adobe about it, and they just said, "What do you want us to do?" And <laughs> you know, and uh, and I said to him, because you know, because I've bought Adobe Photoshop off eBay. I bought. I went to uh, like this is not too long ago, probably a year or two ago. I thought, oh look, I'll buy like CS3. You know, mm. so it's a bit Get old. One. Yeah, so that's all I need. I don't need all the fandangle, you know, hoochie poochie stuff. So so I bought the old, the CS3, and it cost me 100 bucks. I thought, oh, fair, I suppose. You know, it was we were up to CS5 or CS4 at the time. I suppose that's mm. fair. But when I got it, I could see that it was a bit dodgy, even though it looked looked it looked fair income. It looked it had the sticker on it. It had it did look fair income. But it so, wasn't drawn on with black text, or was it? No. This no. is a really, really real copy and legit and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Or however, however though the the manual was photocopied. I thought they might have ran out of coloured ink. But anyway. But anyway. I don't know if they. Um. I don't think they have manuals that come with them anymore. They just give you a PDF and say read that or print it out yourself, don't they? 
Yes. Yeah, but anyway, at, but at, at, at the end of the day, uh, this the, the thing registered, so I was lucky. But for the old mate that I went and saw, it didn't register. Adobe said, "What do you want us to do about it?" He paid. He paid eight hundred dollars. Whoa! I know eight hundred. Ouch! Ouchy, mama. If you're paying that much, you might as well get it straight from the source. Even though they're going to charge you like four times the amount in Australia, and you could fly to America, yeah. buy it, come back here, and it'll still be cheaper. <laughs> That's right. But yeah, well, th- this is exactly right. But look, um, XP is not the only thing that's uh, pretty much di- died up its backside. It's apparently, Snow Leopard. Now, this was a surprise as I was going through the stories for this week. Uh, you, you, everyone would remember Snow Leopard for the Mac, and I'll tell you, it doesn't seem that long ago, does it? That no. Snow Leopard was. I remember getting that on mine, yeah. Yeah, so we've got um, uh, Apple hasn't released. Oh, well, who we got here? Do I go for Titans? Who's sending me games <laughs> like that? Who's sending me message like this? Who's on me face? Who is that? I don't even know who that is. I just got a message up on the. We're talking away, you know, recording the stream, doing the doing the show, and I get a message. Hey, yeah, uh, who is your footy team? Do you go for the Titans? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, I'll, I'll have to find that. Obviously, that's meant that's for so me. Random. <laughs> it's obviously meant for me, so I'll find out who that. I'll look into that later. But uh, but Snow Leopard. It's uh, Apple quietly pulls support for Snow they Leopard. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so you, sorry, Jace. You were telling us when you, you had Snow Leopard. Yeah, I had Snow Leopard. It didn't seem like all that long ago for for that thing, uh, but I guess it was. You know. I think it was about four years. Uh, look, if I can just go forward into this story here. I did um, – look, I'll just tell you a couple of facts about this story, though, and we'll come to how long it is. I'm sure it does say it here somewhere. Apple hasn't no, – there was no song and dance about this. Apple hasn't released a security update for Snow Leopard since September, suggesting the company may have finally ended support – or do you think? So <laughs> Snow, <laughs> Snow Leopard was missing from the 2009 late – 2009 it came out. Yeah, so that's not that long ago. That's only about five years. Last stable release, uh, July 25, 2011, two years ago. Mm. So uh, so th- there's no updates in the last round of the OSX security updates, uh, which was for Mavericks as well as older versions of Lion and Mountain Lion. It was also left out of December round of updates that only patched versions of Safari with uh, newer releases of OSX. Snow Leopard was released yet yeah, more than four years ago, as you said. It's still installed on 19% of Macs. And that means because you haven't got the latest update, you'll still have that go to fail problem. Mm. Means go to fail problem. So yeah, so there you go. And it's also Snow Leopard. Apparently, is also the last version of OS X capable of running applications for Power PC, the CPU Apple ditched uh, for Intel in two thousand and six. So there you go. Apple hasn't made any comments, and unlike Microsoft, doesn't issue guidance on when it might end support. Yeah, you know, I think that's pretty poor. I think they should tell yeah, people. Apple, you're on a need-to-know basis, and if they don't think you need to know, well, screw you, man. Well, that's right. That You don't need to know, do you? Because that's the standard line, isn't it? You go uh, you go to the Apple shop, you say, oh, my, my computer's running slow or whatever, and if, if it's got Snow Leopard on it, they're just going to say, well, pfft. I think the main problem is the only people who should be running it have got really, really old hardware because the latest version of the Apple operating system was 100% free, so there's no reason not to have it. Yeah, well, excuse me, sorry, I I just had a drink. I was getting a bit uh, parched. But, uh, yes, I know because I had this old power PC and all of a sudden, you know, you try and update Flash and it just doesn't and then you go to firefox and then that stops and better to just uninstall flash (laughs) you're better without it 
Things just happen with the old stuff with Apple, doesn't it? It's just just cut. It's like a band aid with them. It's just right yep. off. Just right off. Why don't you just buy something new? Spend lots of money on Apple. That's right. Yeah, spend lots of money, buy something new. But that's what everyone gets told. My, my friends, he's got an Apple, and he went over to the shop and said, "Oh, I'm looking to try and get this going properly. I want to network or whatever." Blah blah blah. And the guy just said, "It's too old." Trash cans over there, dude. <laughs> yeah. Go buy another credit one. card. We'll give you another one. Go and buy another one. That's right. All right, ten. Do a quick save. Uh, I'm thinking on my feet and I've got things popping in my head. I go, oh, I need to say that in relation to this story that Glenn's talking about. And I'm like, we go off into talking about other things. I'm like, what's that damn thing? <laughs> yeah, it's really important, but it's gone now. I oh, know. Sometimes I've got to write little notes in the story. <laughs> I put, I'll put, yeah, my little talky points. Uh, okay. So let's do one of yours in next, coming up next. Uh, what are we going to do? All right. So we'll go. Yeah, so we're going to go and have a story from Jace. Now, look, we're lucky to have Jace here tonight. He's a bit under the weather, aren't you, Jace? But uh, he's, yeah. he's cool. had a day off work because I got a cold all of a sudden. A couple of nights ago, I woke up in the middle of the night. My throat was killing me. And then uh, yesterday, I wasn't feeling that great. And then I woke up this morning. I'm like, no, nah, there's no way I can go to work today. I've got to spread this around. <laughs> well, hopefully the boss doesn't think it's a hoax, just like Jace's next story. <laughs> yes. Uh, hoverboard viral video revealed as a stunt. It's a new piece of hoverboard technology headed by a scientist at a supposed startup company called Hover that seemingly everyone wanted to believe was real. The launch video for a flying skateboard posted on Wednesday and watched by close to 6 million people led many to believe a Back to the Future 2 hoverboard had finally become a reality. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of stupid people in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it generated thousands of tweets and Facebook posts and more than 700 YouTube video responses. A further 112,000 people liked HUVR Hover on Facebook, promising the following demonstra demonstrations are completely real, 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 real. <laughs> we promise. No joke. It's not a joke. It's just, we didn't fake it at all. Why would you believe? Like, look, uh, for those on the uh, who are actually watching the show, that will just flash up a little bit, uh, picture of it. And it's just like... Fair income, a skateboard just hovering in the air, like as if. Why do you fall? What do people fall for this? Like we don't. We we found out how to defy gravity. We don't need that anymore. So flying's yeah. gonna be a lot easier. And you, you think, just have to throw yourself at the ground and miss. And you think well, it's right? Maybe she's falling. Yeah, she's probably yeah. She's she's jumped off a building and falling. But uh, if if this can be done, wouldn't there be uh, like a big a big hoo ha? Or wouldn't it be something more sophisticated than a skateboard? Like a, yeah. like a car or... <laughs> yeah, hover cars and stuff. Yeah. The Next video one. featured celebrity endorsements from the likes of musician Moby, actress Agnes Bruckner, pro skater Tony Hawk, and Back to the Future actor Christopher Lloyd. The video had some people knowledgeable in physics wanting to throw the science out the window in the hope it was all true. It even used MIT's name to give credibility to the technology. As it turned out, comedy site Funny or Die, headed by actor Will Ferrell and Adam McKay's production company, Gary Sanchez Productions, made fools of everyone, <laughs> except us. Yeah. The video produced using suspension cables to make the board hover was a stunt. On Thursday, Funny or Die issued an apology video featuring actor Lloyd. Lloyd said he was tricked. 
hoodwinked and scam. You might be saying, Chris, what do you mean you were tricked? You were there. Surely you saw the wires and cranes and effects people. <laughs> oh. uh, Tony Hawk told his Twitter followers on Thursday the video was a fake and apologized. Oh, what we need, we need, how's this for an idea? Uh, and this is copyrighted. So how do you, what do you reckon about, we know, you know how you got the Heart Foundation tick of approval? We need a fair income tick of approval. So, yeah. so if you're watching a video and it doesn't, maybe it's a thumbs up. One of those. If you, there's no thumbs up on the video, well, it's not real. They haven't. We haven't verified it. I mean, there's so many fake Twitter and Facebook accounts, and you know, I've got friends and family who are liking pages. Uh, JB Hi-Fi has, uh, due to uh, overstock, is giving away thousands of TVs this oh. month. You'd have if to... you just like this page, you'll get into the running for winning a free TV. It's plasma. It's 50 <laughs> inches long. It's great. Yeah. Like this page, there's there's one one picture and one entry on this Facebook page that was created yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of nong would do that? A little bit of a giveaway. Bit of a giveaway. <laughs> yeah, what a nong. What, nong. People are nongs, aren't they? When, when I worked at the University of Sydney in the tech department, I, people would just email everybody in the department and say, oh, my God, look at this amazing, cool thing and stuff. And I just email back that person. Not reply all. Because mm. even though I work at a temp company now, technicians hit reply all and that bugs the hell out of me because then you got five million messages everybody replying all stop replying all get me off this list so i'd reply back to that person and say when you see these things come in email me first i'll tell you if it's real and if it's real then you can say how cool something is you could be the amazing person who came up with it first but seriously so yeah i did end up having a few people who would say hey jason i got this email today is it true (laughs) check snopes.com snopes says yeah, look, I don't know why I forwarded that JB Hi-Fi email, the Facebook thing. It <laughs> was a moment of lapseness. But uh, but I don't know. I must have thought it was real because I did like it and shared it. And then I'm getting No, all... I wasn't specifically meaning you. I've had cousins and family doing the same thing with, uh, you know, Big W and Kmart and yeah. all these different places. And I'm like, serious, just have a look on the page. There's one entry there. And half the time they don't spell things properly or they've got Australia and spelt A-U-S-T-R-A-L. Well, instead of the L, they've got a pipe symbol from Munich in there, I-A. <laughs> Why? It's like it's like when people do counterfeit money, they, they spell stuff wrong. You yeah. think, going to all this trouble, you've got all this, uh, obviously like a machinery worth thousands of dollars just to try and counterfeit some $50 notes, but you spell something wrong. Like, yeah. like, come on, what's going on? But, yeah, I don't know. What's Snopes.com, people. Check everything on Snopes.com. It's the best site in the world. What is that? Snopes is a website that looks into hoaxes and fake stuff. And uh, you ever want to find out things, even if it's myth or folklore, like, you know, only four people in the world have got the Coca-Cola recipe or, right. you know, was there a ghost in a certain house on a certain date or, you know, did somebody fake their death and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Everything's in there. They look into it really thoroughly. There's a guy and his wife who started it off because they were sick of getting these chain mail letters and stuff and they started looking into it. They'll research, you know, you get... This is a warning from Constable Wilson of the Sydney Police Station in (laughs) Ride saying, watch out if you flash your lights at somebody, it's a gang gang symbol and they'll come over and try and rob you or something and signed, you know, 
Tony Wilson from Ride, uh, <laughs> Ride North to Sydney, and yeah. they'll ring up the phone number that's on there or email or phone Ride Police Station. Say, so you got a Tony Wilson there? No. no. All right, it's fake. Yeah, so talking about other fake sort of stuff, I got an email the other day from someone I know, and it came through some sort of site that says, oh, listen, oh, hi, Glenn, you've got a message from Michael, uh, but he sent it through like, Badu or something. Uh, you need to register login to get the, his email. So I went, right, because he was a customer. So I'm going, okay, maybe he's overseas. Maybe this is how he's communicating. It's okay. So I started to do it. So it wanted my name. So I put my first name and then it wanted my suburb. And then I think it wanted my birthday. And then I go, yeah, yeah, okay. And so, and then I push next and it says, oh, what's your phone number? And I went, no, nah, that's too much for me. Aboard, aboard, aboard. Morning, Will Robinson. Morning, <laughs> danger, danger. Red lights, red lights, get out, get out. Yeah, but like, you just use your common sense, don't you? There's obviously just scams like that. There's there's a scam uh, webpage as well from the, I think, the Fair Trading in Australia. You can subscribe to it and they'll send you out little scam notices every couple of yeah, days I follow them on twitter and retweet their stuff as well yeah but it, look at look it is just fair income amazing how many people just fall for these things i was talking to another guy just today and uh he he got an email i think it was uh he had to sign up for driver update program or something uh, okay yeah yeah it was 280 dollars or something oh you know fix your computer blah 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 make it go faster blah 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 so he puts his, he sends the money over, and then he gets this email, and with no, not even a download link. There's no software. They sent him a license key, yeah. and that was it. There's no software even, <laughs> and he's going, my computer's never been the same. Yeah, <laughs> I said, well, I, who, I said, who knows what it's doing the computer? If it's a funny video. Just remember that uh, Will Ferrell and Jimmy Kimmel are out there trying to beat each other with crazy stories and stuff on the internet, and they just keep beating people. You know, they had a. A video that was going around uh, supposedly from the Sochi Olympics where this guy is looking outside his uh, hotel door and there's a uh, tiger walking around in the hotel and they're like, you know, all the bad stories everyone's been hearing about reporters and experiences over there. And yeah. it looked totally real, but it just turned out Jimmy Kimmel was having a bit of fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, this is the age we live in with the with the, vid, the YouTubes and it's cheap to do. Fuck and, everyone. Yeah. But why not have fun? And if it goes viral, why not make a bit of money at the same time? All right. It's got to, I, I've got to find Knock out. we it down today, aren't we? We are. We've got to find a way of letting you know when I'm like stopping for a break or do you just guess or you go, oh, um, Am I been picking it up all right? Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. Just get with it. Yeah, but I mean like as in like going forward as well. Next week or whatever. Because I don't know if people know. But anyway, that's good. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, I could go. I'll go like that. Yeah. Shut the hell up! Yeah, I'll go like that. I'll go like that. I'll do that. Oh! Right, I'll go like that. I'm a soprano! Okay, <laughs> these, are my, these are my little actions. So that'll be, I've just got to fill... Got a feel, and that's uh, I won't do that because we don't do them, <laughs> we do those. Keep it going, keep it rolling, keep yeah. it rolling. We like things expanding, not contracting. Yeah, here at Aussie Tech Heads. All right, hi, video guys. This is just for you. Because... That's what she said. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll go back to me for something different. 
yeah, here's another one uh, from the Oscars, the, the Oscars that were on last week. The Ellen's Oscar Selfie Switcheroo. The good old switcheroo. Now, I don't know if you heard about this one, Jace, but uh, there's uh, there was a tweet that she had she had, she had done a tweet from a Samsung Nexus 5 or something, something like that. So it was a Samsung device. And uh, so she she took had a photo taken. It was a selfie. Someone took a selfie. So I don't know. And there's a whole group of stars in it and all this sort of stuff. And apparently it was the most retweeted tweet in history. In history. Yep. Well, how else tweet about Five years, so in history, <laughs> <laughs> in all that time, yeah, it's the biggest tweet retweet retweeted at about more than two point seven million times. So, uh, but what happens was is that so Samsung was a sponsor of the event, and uh, so that's why you know word got out that oh yeah, look at Samsung, big widescreen photos and the beautiful and all this sort of stuff. But then when uh, Ellen sort of relaxed a bit, went backstage and started sipping some champers and uh, you know getting loose. Oh, she start, She pulled out her her own phone. The oh, it looks like the iPhone. Started doing more little selfies and snappies, and uh, and she chucked them up onto the Twitter as well. So yeah, so it was the the switcheroo diabolical debacle. It's <laughs> been yeah, going. Yeah, they've crazy. had they've had that kind of thing before, where somebody is like an ambassador for BlackBerry, and they're like, "Man, I really love my BlackBerry. This is a cool phone. Check out this photo." And Twitter automatically puts at the bottom, taken with uh, Twitter for iPhone. Yeah, <laughs> I think the same thing happened to Oprah Winfrey. Uh, she she was doing an ad or she was doing something. She was supposed to be, uh, you know, getting on top of the Surface, the Microsoft sur- Surface. But yep. uh, when her or one of her little lackeys tweeted, they tweeted from the iPad. Yeah. And, <laughs> because. Hey, oh. Yeah, and uh, but you know a lot of people come to her defence actually in saying that well at that time there wasn't a, a Twitter app for the uh, Surface, so yeah. uh, you know they sort of got it out of it by then, but like that, but uh, but yeah, it's quite uh, interesting what, what what people do. Like I don't know why why try and fuddle something I suppose, but anyway, so Samsung's got the the glory for fifteen minutes of fame there on the Oscars night until Ellen <laughs> took her own phone out. Um, all right, Jace. Where, what, what more other than hover above ground? You've got one underground or under I have ocean. A, uh, picture there I just sent you. I don't know if you can bring that up. I sent you a link in. The... Oh, let's have a look. Oh, maybe. Hang on. Oh, yep. I uh, got that. Hang on. We'll pull that over here. Oh, look, the technology, eh? The technology. You can I do anything. Can do anything if I put my mind to it. Build it better, faster, more powerful. We have the tech. That's the Simpsons having a go at the Ellen DeGeneres oh, photo. Right. <laughs> so uh, obviously that's a uh, image. So if you're on the podcast, I don't know, think of the Simpsons. <laughs> Lay back and think of Simpsons. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, back to the underwater Google Street View to reveal what lies beneath Sydney Harbour. Divers propelled by underwater scooters have begin have begun filming test footage from the bottom of Sydney Harbour and beyond into the deep waters off Bondi and Manly beaches for an eventual audience of at least one billion people. Mm. Seahorses, kelp forests, and the odd bathtub, but no concrete boots to date have been captured for an eventual unveiling on Google Maps. Professor Emma Johnson from the Sydney Institute of Marine Science said the underwater survey would provide a scientific baseline to monitor changes across the harbour. It will also highlight hotspots for debris and other forms of pollution to galvanise government and public action. 
Mm. I think people will be surprised by the beauty and diversity of the harbour, said Professor Johnson, about the joint project with Google Maps and the Catlin Seaview Sydney. We tend to think of the harbour as a monolithic flat surface, but people will be blown away by what is happening underneath the amazing kelp forests, underwater gardens of sea tulips and sponges and fish they have never seen. The diversity of sea life is greater than any harbour in the world. The project's launch comes as Google began using its all-seeing backpack contraption called Trekker in Sydney last month, which it plans to use to collect imagery of places only accessible by foot to incorporate into Street View. It also comes as Sydney man Matt McClellan, 40, revealed how he was documenting bushwalks and bushfires with his own 360-degree camera rig called Emu View. Oh, Emu View. Um, yeah, okay, cool. Well, they reckon that the... Uh, the Great Barrier Reef won't be here in like 16 years' time or some. Not if Tony Abbott's got anything to do with it. <laughs> and them oh. damn forests down Tasmania, man, they've been locked up in the national parks for ages. We need to let them loose. Yeah, we need to cut that down for sure. For sure. Yeah, those those uh, conservationist tree choppers, they're really good. They're the best conservationists in Australia. <laughs> yeah, so look, he's just not happy that the, you can't see that part of Australia on the Google tree lopping map site or whatever. <laughs> He's trying to make it stand out. And uh, all the things. That's right. Well, how about talking about police and all that sort of stuff, like we were? How about this one? Now, this like this isn't an Australian story, but how bad and how corrupt do you, do you think this is? Or do you think there's any corruption in this one? Delhi police officers could not operate a portal holding more than 600 complaints. Um, a lapse that has gone undetected since 2006. The complaints came from India's anti-corruption agency. Now, these have been left untouched and unlooked at and lapsed, or whatever you want to call it, for six, over 600 complaints into anti-corruption because the police, much of it. <laughs> the police had lost the password. <laughs> So ABC one two three. It's always ABC one two three. Guys, come on. And to, but now, thankfully, and and graciously, two senior police officers have now been trained in the system and can access the six hundred and sixty seven cases that have piled up since the portal launch way back there in two thousand and six. That's when. Well, do you want to know how far that what that is away? That's when this show started in two thousand and six. Can you remember that? Not really. That's how long ago so, it was. Does that mean they trained them to remember the password? I'm not following that exactly. No, that's right. They were trained. What, to remember? They've been trained, but the password's already forgotten. So if yeah. you're trained to use the system, you still can't get there. What, are they monkeys or something? you got to train these monkeys. But anyway, uh, over the technical problem, complaints are now being addressed. The CVC, which is the Central Vigilance Commission, uh, collates complaints against government officials and directs law enforcement to investigate them. Well, they haven't investigated for eight years. Because He's had a cushy job, hasn't he? <laughs> yes. Man, we must have the best country in the world. Nobody's complained about anything. There's yep. no corruption. I haven't heard of any reports anyway. Nothing to see here. Yeah, there's nothing to see here. Move along, nothing to see here. <laughs> the commission received uh, over, or received thirty six thousand complaints in two thousand thirteen, but that's uh, that's I just had I just read that and I just thought this is crazy stuff, isn't it? Like forgetting the coppers, forgetting the part. This is in India. If you just joined us, the, the coppers forgetting the password for eight years. That's <laughs> <laughs> mental. That's just mental. <laughs> All right, uh, Jace, give us another story that's not quite as mental, please. Well, it might be Yahoo is blocking <laughs> logins with Facebook and Google IDs now. 
Yahoo will stop letting people sign into its online services using credentials from rivals Facebook and Google. The shift began with Yahoo Sports attorney Pickham Arena and will gradually expand to all of the company's online services and products, including photo sharing website Flickr. We are moving towards requiring all users to access our service with a Yahoo username over time, the faded internet search star said. Eventually, the sign-in buttons for Facebook and Google will be removed from all Yahoo properties. Yahoo portrayed the move as enabling the California-based firm to provide more personalized services and content to visitors, but has also seen part of a strategy to better target money-making ads. Yahoo is bucking a trend of websites accepting Facebook or Google usernames and passwords to allow single sign-on identities that follow people around the internet. Well, yeah, another bad idea from Yahoo. Yes, they've got Dudes, too many. You're fading away. It's nice knowing you. <laughs> All your lovely Yahoo ads were, you know, annoying yeah. and but slightly catchy. They went. Uh, the, they're following the, the the same career path as Yahoo Serious. Yes. Not <laughs> <laughs> same name, same career path, but that's yeah. just. Yeah, what, why? Like they got too many customers, they've got too many people logged into them. They they can afford to to just push people away. Like I think people are just going to go. Well, uh, you know, I move as I was, I've said before. I've moved my stuff from Flickr and put it onto uh, Picasso from Google, which became Google Photos. They had one gig free. Yeah. Why would I stay with Flickr when they wouldn't let me look at my old photos? So. Yeah. Well, the only reason I with Yahoo and I've got a Yahoo sign on is because I've, I, that's how I do my footy tip, and you've got to sign in to Yahoo to do your footy tip, and with the place I'm with. Uh, but that's it. Like, I don't understand why they're getting so like uh, uptight about this. Really, like, okay, Trying so to rain everything into the Yahoo of all things. The Yahoo world. It just means there'll be less people going there. It, well, maybe if they made, like, say, better products or better services, people would go there and stay in there and then go, well, maybe I might get a Yahoo ID, you yeah. know. And uh, Look to Mark Zuckerberg. He's figured out how to lock people in. Yeah, yeah. But, like, why, I don't know why about locking Facebook and Google out. That's what the two, one of the, yeah, that's just the two biggest places in the world. Lock them out and, yeah, yeah. Because I don't know about you, but every time I see you log in with Facebook, I'll, I'll just go, bang, that's me. Do you do that? Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I create a site. Depends on how lazy I'm feeling at the time. Because <laughs> I remember, I think when you do use that Facebook login thing uh, as a web developer or whatever, I think you've got to actually pay for that. I don't think that comes free. No, I've got, uh, I've had WordPress sites that uh, use a Facebook login system for uh, registering accounts with my WordPress sites before. Yeah, but I'm not sure that you could say. I thought well when I last looked at it, which admittedly was a little while ago. Uh, when I when I last looked at it, you could only have like say uh, I don't know a thousand every three months or something. If you had a, like a massive amount of logins, well then you had to start paying for it. Not but, sure I have. I don't have any sites <laughs> that are quite that popular. I'm afraid. Oh, Obsidian Loft, here we come. How, yeah. How is that going? I think that that's going well, all right, isn't it? It's hosted on Engine at the moment because they've got uh, their websites integrate with Minecraft directly, so you can uh, see people promoted and demoted and register accounts and stuff through there, which makes it a lot easier. But yeah, it's going really well. We did our fourth episode uh, this week. We had to do it twice because somebody didn't record properly. Oh, not the <laughs> <Tom> whole. <Wilson. laughs> We won't mention Will's name. Is that why and, he's, uh, he's, he's not going the show up tonight? Yes. <laughs> is that, is that <laughs> he's ashamed. So we we did it uh, Tuesday and it went really, really well. So that's up and going. We've had probably on our um, iPod or podcast downloads, I think there's been about 1,300 
download so far and then probably another hundred or so on YouTube and then directly on the Podbean site where we host all the video, probably another few hundred there as well. So Yeah, nice. And that's the obsidianloft.com? Uh, yep. Yes. Yep, good stuff. So if you're into Minecraft, go and uh, check that out. Well, I've watched the first couple of minutes of uh, one or two of them, but I, I still yet to – I want to get into more into it because I want to know what you actually – talk about <laughs> it's just what it's just minecraft so do you, do you actually like do talk while you're playing a game is that what well you we, we start off um having a bit of a general talk what we've been up to you know what things we've built and created and that sort of thing then we move on to news um because there's clients for pc for mobile devices for consoles like ps3 ps4 xbox 360 xbox one um and it's all over the place uh, so they all have updates all the time with new features and stuff coming out so they uh catch up to each other they've created a new system that's coming to the uh the countries like finland and that uh very soon which is called minecraft realms which means that uh, all these different machines a lot of them anyway should be able to connect together and play on the same server so you can yeah, if right. you've got a mobile device or I'm not sure about console, but mobile device or any of the computers you'll be able to play with your friends and mm. you could uh, hire the uh, hire a server from them and then uh, you'd be able to have all your friends there. But you can also automatically switch out your world for a gaming world and you can play some games and then switch back to your world and then switch out to a different game and back again. So yeah. there's a lot of new features and things coming. And then uh, we'll go on to somebody's server and have a bit of a tour around, have a look at what they've got there and uh, see what other people have got on offer on their servers. Yeah, nice. I saw uh, through the week a story that the movie's reared its head again. Uh, this time it looks like it might be more officially... Um, Legit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's why uh, Notch Killed the other one was because people would just make it on Kickstarter without his permission. They didn't say, hey, can we use your IP? Yep. They just said, oh, we're going to go make a movie based on this IP. And he's like, um, no, you're not. And then next week we find out, oh, Warner Brothers are doing it, the guys who did the Lego movie, which was so popular. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, that's 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 right. He probably said, well, yeah, we'll wait. We'll wait. Right. How, how professional was that? <laughs> hey? <laughs> that was good, wasn't it? All right. Now get back to me while you snort your face out. And we'll go... Don't forget our Facebook at uh, facebook.com forward slash Aussie Techheads or on the Twitter at, uh, at Aussie Techheads. And look, that's the show uh, Twitter or twit, yeah, Twitter account. Uh, you can get the rest of us. Uh, I'm at Glenn with two N's Goodman. Uh, Jason is there at Warlock, W-A-U-L-O-K. Uh, Will's there at Mr. Tomkinson. And I don't know, Shane, he's not here anymore, but he's at Shane. <laughs> 1973 with a Y. And Eric, Eric, he might be back next week for a... For another dig, he's at Eric with a K Franco. If you happen to want to give him some stick, go and uh, tweet him at those addresses. And also send an email if you so so feel the need to at Glenn, Will, Jace, Eric, whoever, whoever it is at uh, AussieTechheads.com.au. All right. Now let me find another little gem of a story for you. Well, there wasn't too much happening on the Australian shores this week. Not too much, but... Yeah, well, I suppose we're fill, we're filling in the filling in the time, aren't we? Uh, and yeah, hopefully you're enjoying the uh, somewhat uh, maybe I don't know different type of stories this week. There wasn't much going on. Uh, now ads, here's one ads biggest mobile malware risk bigger than porn. 
of all things. My goodness, who would believe it? Uh, recently, research by security company Blue Coat suggests web adverts have o overtaken pornography as the most common way for users to encounter a malware threat. One in five occasions when a mobile user comes into contact with malware, it is via an online advert. Geez, that's no good, is it? So how does uh, how does uh, online, well, how does malware, because I, I wouldn't imagine that the Apple iPhones and stuff, do they do they they don't really suffer from malware, do they? No, not so much. So, uh, despite what Mister T, Mister Tomkins might say, um, the problem is with a lot of uh, websites, they get their advertisements from a third party, and the third party may get it from another third party, even a fourth or whatever. But uh, they they often have normal HTML, which can have JavaScript in it, and people can inject anything they want into JavaScript pointing you to another page, loading in another page into your browser or um, inserting uh, an application that auto-downloads, particularly if the browser's got a known vulnerability within their security. So um, that's where most of the problems come from is the uh, third-party advertisers. Yeah. We had um, an Australian, I think it was like uh, news.com.au or something, had that happen to them a few years ago and uh, the company I work at had uh, a lot of computers reported with viruses and I was just rebuilding, rebuilding, scanning, rebuilding for a few weeks and people come to me like, what's going on? I didn't go to any bad sites and people yeah. sitting next to them going, yeah, we know what kind of sites you go to. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're like, no, no, they probably even just went to a normal news site or something like that because it's known that uh, the ads were serving uh, viruses this week. What was that worm uh, when XP was all the rage? Uh, there was a worm and as soon as you plugged your computer into the internet... Like within 20 seconds, uh, you would get the infection and the computer would say, uh, Windows has found an error, it will shut down in 20 seconds and it would count down to zero and shut down and there was nothing you could do to stop it. It would just shut down. Uh, you couldn't you know, couldn't go into task manager, couldn't close it, couldn't do anything. You just had to watch it close down. Yeah. <laughs> do you could remember been, that? Uh, code, code Red or Nimda or something. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was working at a um, client site and... Not because of a virus, but we had the same sort of thing happening, what I call a Black Friday, because it was, of course, Friday when it was happening. So we were up all the next night, but uh, I tracked it down to somebody who had the uh, server update. It was uh, We had NT back Ooh. in those days. Yeah, yeah. And um, the computer was sending out uh, Windows 2000 update files to NT machines. And as soon as it tried to use that file, it had shut down the computer, reboot, and then it just shut down and yes, reboot. So yes. even if you completely wiped off the computer, yep. put a new version on there, it works, then the, the update server connects, downloads another bad yep. copy, the computer starts rebooting again. Yes. I know, because at the end, like the way that I got around it was you had to have a, a virus checker uh, on a USB, and before you hooked it up to the internet, you had to install your antivirus and then hooked it up to the internet. Microsoft's since patched by now. Uh, but, yeah, that was Not a real... more, though, if it happens again. <laughs> you're screwed. Well, yeah, but that, that was uh, that was terrible, you know, because you'd plug it in, you go, no, 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 I was only in there for 30 seconds. No, 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 please. But anyway, Cisco's 2014 annual security report noted that uh, although mobile malware was not a significant percentage of web malware encounters, 
Uh, it is still worth noting because mobile malware is clearly an emerging area of exploration for malware developers. It has also found that when mobile malware is intended to compromise a device, it is nearly always targeted at Android devices, <laughs> Will. But when, uh, but when mobile malware is not specifically designed to target certain types of devices, then 70% of the attacks were experienced by Android devices. <laughs> <laughs> and fourteen percent by Apple iPhone, so that's why I asked the question. Like, where, where do you? Well, I don't. I can't see where. I've never had a virus on my iPhone. It's it's tighter than a fish's, you know, as far as yeah. I can tell. But uh, yeah, blue coat updated. I mean, even with that go to fail that came out a couple of weeks ago, they had patches for the iPhone as well as the desktop. Yeah, yeah. So that was that. That was pretty. They acted pretty fast. But this is their reputation, you know. If these things go on too long, and like, well, things do go on, and they're left unattended. But that's while they're under the carpet. As soon as they're out, you know, jumping around going, oh, look at me, look at me. Well, then that's when that something gets done about them. Um, Blue Coat recommended that mobile users considered blocking web ads on their devices to prevent them becoming victims of a malware attack. Ad blocking apps exist for both Android and Apple devices and browser settings can be adjusted to prevent ad pop-ups. Look, that's something I've never really bothered to do on my Apple, on my iPhone. Uh, I don't know why. I just thought, you know, maybe that your ad blocker would be malware anyway so i've never really gone that fu- that well, i think they, they mean the um apple id tracking uh, ads and stuff like that that are built in uh, from the iads but um they're pretty much secure i think and uh for the android you can get apps that uh, can go on there but you still have to make sure they're legit yeah that's right but like yeah i've never have you ever look my iphone crashes every now and then but yeah you, you turn it off and on and it comes back it's you know good to go yeah. Yeah. problem with getting um the malware on your mobile device, uh, particularly the Android, is usually the thing they install in there will um, send SMSs to an, a high charge SMS number. So if, mm-hmm. if it sends, you know, 50 SMSs and they're charged at $5 per SMS to receive, that'll come out of your account and it costs you a lot of money. Yeah. So what, you've got no recourse over that? Like from the telco? You, you can ring up your uh, telco and say, pretty please, I didn't really do it. It was, you know, a virus or something, but they probably get that every day anyway. <laughs> yes, even if it was fair income. But yeah, so that's no good. So look, so look after the show, look all this week, I'm going to go and investigate an ad blocker because I might as well have it. You know, like I don't want to look at ads any more than the next person. But I'll see if there is an ad blocker. Uh, and I might even I might even just turn that little ad thing off that you mentioned, Jace. Just, um, I don't know, just to upset the apple cart. <laughs> my, my own little protest that's right yeah Apple that's cut. right <laughs> see I, I didn't even mean that snip, snip. Yeah. oh tuesday night you here tuesday <laughs> night no no you were doing your take two <laughs> of city and loft but oh poor poor other jace he's talking away and uh talking about in the u.s and all this sort of stuff and he goes, uh, oh no, this is in the video. I can't. I, I was warned not to do it last week in the video. I'll tell you after the show. I'm sorry, guys. If you want to know what he said, go and listen to the podcast. I don't want to draw attention to it anymore because the way I have to recreate the uh, story means I have to actually say what he said in a nasty way. Okay. All right. <laughs> let's uh, let's go on. I think you've got another couple of stories, haven't you? Yep. You've got another couple, Yahoo. Oh, yeah, this this one, this Getty thing, this is, looks good. I want to know about this. Especially for us website creators. Yes, that sounds good. Um, now, by now, you've obviously heard of AussieTechRadio.com. It's everywhere. It is everywhere. 
it's all over the world. It's gone global, and you can reach it anywhere, anywhere in the world at uh, AussieTechRadio.com, and you can get 24-7 shoutcast versions of the all these podcasts. Uh, Aussie Tech Heads, Aussie Max Zone, uh, Two Boys Talking Tech, Geeksphere, and TechWebcast.info, uh, which is another great little Aussie uh, podcast. So jump on to TechWebcast.info, have a listen to there. They've got guests on every week. Not not a bad little show. So just go and uh, have a listen to that, but it's also on the, tech, the, uh, the Aussie Tech Radio as well. So it's great. And also, don't forget the paper, AussieTechHeads.com.au forward slash paper. Just... Uh, browse that on your your ipad subscribe to it or whatever so you get the little email every week and it says oh all every day twice a day saying there's a new paper out you know it's not just technology stories it might also be business and sport and all this sort of stuff and uh good on the uh, aussies for beating south africa in the cricket yeah yeah now now talking of brilliant things i think jace has got another brilliant story coming up here and one that i'm very interested in hearing about uh jace take it away yeah, for all the uh, media designing uh, graphic people and website designers, Getty Images addresses piracy with a new embed tool that offers images for free. Whee. Getty Images will give more than 40 million of its stock photos away for free as it seeks to address online photo piracy. The stock photo agency introduced a new embed function on Thursday that will enable its images to be published on websites, blogs, and social media free of charge, provided the images are not used to directly promote a product, service, or business. The move is a bid to address the largely unchecked illegal use of Getty's vast trove of images, said Craig Peters, the company's head and content development. Mm. Millions and millions of people are using this content without license. They're just right-clicking and stealing it, he said. Photographers are going uncredited and users unwillingly place themselves at risk of prosecution. The new feature will include photographer attribution and when clicked, will link back to Getty's site where the image can be licensed for commercial use. In future, Getty may look to further monetize the tool by incorporating advertising in the same vein as YouTube videos, he adds. Wouldn't that be funny if they, they get these embed codes, they've got a billion embed codes all over the world with all these images, and then all of a sudden that they decide to put ads through the channel. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> webpage comes up and there's just ads and stuff like that. But yeah. I remember there was uh, a guy who uh, did a lot of cartoon drawings and stuff, and... Um, People would steal his image, but they directly link to his image rather than downloading it and then uploading it onto their site. They mm. just do a direct uh, URL link to his image. Oh, so yeah. when he found out who it was, he <laughs> moved he did move that image on his site to another place and replaced the location of that image with this really disgustingly foul image. So when you had a look at the other guy's face, like, and here's some lovely pictures that I've done recently, and there's this disgusting, horrible yeah. <laughs> thing that people are like, oh. Because I know. Like, well, that's what you get. This image was stolen from the. the, the that's the, right. The, exactly. You, you get what you pay for. In this case, nothing. <laughs> so I, I know uh, I got in trouble one time because uh, on my blog years and years ago, uh, I used to find. I used to uh, subscribe to the Engadget RSS feed. And whenever I found something cool, I just highlight and copy and paste their stuff into my WordPress blog. So it's like here's a new uh, gadget that's come out and here's some photos and stuff. I just cut and paste the whole thing mm. and uh, it would automatically link to their site. And then I got an email from Jason Calacandis going, can you stop stealing our stuff? <laughs> all right, wow. I didn't know who Jason Calacandis was. All I knew was Not his name stage. Jason and yeah. he was from Engadget. And at that stage, it was just like, okay, I'll stop stealing your things. And then later on, I found out who he was. <laughs> Here he was. But, I mean, like these websites, like you can stop you can prohibit the right click copy, can't you? And control C and all this sort of stuff. I don't know why don't they stop the print screen. 
No, right. But then that's that's a lot of hassle, isn't it? And, what, and if you just want to use a picture for the web, uh, what, it'd be only a dollar or two dollars? It's not like an, an immense sort of cost. Yeah, but look, that's a good idea. I, I don't mind that idea. I think YouTube and the and the ARIA, the record industry, should go along the same way maybe, you know, and just uh, let people for free put music and so forth in their videos. And if they're not making any money out of it, well, who cares? Like. Yeah, there's a website that I use all the time. Uh, it's www.sxc.hu, which is a free stock exchange with free photos. And they're not the top ones, you know, really, really amazing. But uh, they're usually good enough for anything that I need. And um, when you, it's actually integrated with iStock Photos. So if you do a search for computer, it'll show you their photos, which were done by um, just normal people. And at the bottom, it'll have photos from iStock Photos saying if you want a higher quality image or something better, click here to buy this one for however many credits or whatever. But mm. I usually find most of my stuff on sxc.hu. It's really good. Yeah, right. Yeah, look, I, I tend to buy the stuff. Like they're two bucks a photo or something. Like the it, pretty much you're only, you know, decking out or, um, you know, uh, pimping up your front page. So you're not going to have more than, I don't know, 10 images, say. What's that, 20 bucks? So like it's 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 pretty good, and you know, and then I think you'd, some of these sites they'll give you a th a three free images a day if you're that tight. You can subscribe to their emails and get three free ones every day, and in the hope that you might use them down the track one day, and then you'll win. Then you're a winner. You've won. You've beat them. Because a winner is you. You've got it for free. That's right. All right, let's go back up up the list here, and let's see. Where, spin the wheel. Let's see where we're going to stop. Oh, there we go. How about we stop here at the Air P and P? Have you heard of the Air P and P? Well, is that something you just invented? <laughs> no, no. But there is apparently an Air B and B, which is a bed and breakfast app. You know, where you look up on your app wherever you are, and it tells you where the nearest bed and breakfast is. Well, this Air P and P is it tells you where the nearest toilets are. It does too. It oh, what a guess. <laughs> it does. An app that allows people to charge members of the public to use their private toilet is being tested at the New That's Orleans <laughs> Mardi Gras. Air P&P, inspired by Airbnb. <laughs> service, yeah, blah, we said that. Now, willing entrepreneurs can charge a price to use their toilet and must add details such as cleanliness and toilet paper thickness. Uh, users can rate their... Two playing up, please. Two playing up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, I tell you, don't you hate going to the public toilet so it's only one ply? You like, just keep folding, 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 folding. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Otherwise, you come out with dirty fingers. Now, almost 2,000 people have signed up to use this app. At, uh, about 20 toilets have been added. It's going to be pretty crowded. <laughs> All in New Orleans, except one person has put their toilet up who lives in Budapest in Hungary. <laughs> When are you adding yours, Glenn? Oh, I might add mine on mine tonight, eh? Charge. If you had like one of those backyard dunnies, you probably wouldn't mind people going in there because uh, it's going to be messy anyway. <laughs> yeah. We just have a little honesty box on it, wouldn't you? Like, you know, you drive along. You could you could probably do this. You know, you drive along the country roads and you see the little honey stalls and they're selling jams and honey and all this sort of stuff. Or you just park a toilet out there with a little honesty yeah. box on there. People can drive past, take a dump and on their way. Keep going. <laughs> Leave the money on the fridge. Exactly. Now, uh, one, of, one of the ads goes, clean bathroom in uptown home, toilet paper and hand soap provided, of course. <laughs> 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 nice. 
Yeah, large Public ones don't always provide those. No, you got to go up market. Yeah, or, t- or take your own leaves. Now, large mirror for checking yourself out. Well, only in uh, wherever that is. Not Budapest, maybe. No, where, where was the big one? In the Mardi Gras, New, or- New Orleans. And over there, yeah. So Airbnb, go and have a... That's a good idea, really, isn't it? Like, it's just one of those ideas that someone has for an app. It sounds a bit stupid, but, I mean, people would use that. People would use that. A lot of apps that sound stupid that end up becoming millionaires from having a stupid app. Yeah, I know. But anyway, that's what that's what happens. Uh, okay, uh, what else? What else you got, Jase? You got any more? Yeah. Speaking of stupid people, one in 10 Americans thinks HTML is an STD study finds. Oh, oh dear, oh dear. A recent study found many Americans are lost when it comes to tech-related terms, with 11% saying they thought HTML, a language used to create websites, was a sexually transmitted disease. The study was conducted by VouchCloud.net, a coupon's website, as a way to determine how knowledgeable users are when it comes to tech terms. Technology is a huge interest for our user base, company, company spokeswoman said. It seems like quite a lot of us need to brush up on our tech definitions. Besides HTML, there are some other amusing findings. 77% of respondents could not identify what SEO means. It stands mm-hmm. for Search Engine Optimization. 27% identify Gigabyte as an insect commonly found in South America. 42% said they believed a motherboard was the deck of a cruise ship. <laughs> 23% thought an MP3 was a Star Wars robot. <laughs> I think, was it on where I was? I only said this uh, story recently. It might have been on the Aussie Max Zone, but there was a show, I think the Chasers might have been responsible for it. Uh, they went down an American street and they stopped the people along the street, you know, and, they, and they're just asking the question, when was 9-11? And people are going, yep. oh, like December 12th? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I know, seriously, that Americans. Uh, yeah. 18% identify Blu-ray as a marine animal. Ooh, nice. 15% said they believe software is comfortable clothing. Nice software, Stephanie. 12% said USB is an acronym for a European country. Despite wow. incorrect answers, 61% of respondents said it's important to have a good knowledge of technology <laughs> and things. Well, I certainly got some kind of knowledge anyway. Well, that's right. And, like, you know, it's funny, isn't it? Because the, these guys, you know, you can just see they've got no idea about anything, but they go home, they've got the iPhones, they've got the TV, they've got the computers, they've got everything. But, yeah, they, they're software. What, comfortable clothing? Hey, check out Mars software. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. All right, now that might have been you out, are you, Jace? Mm-hmm. All right, well, I've got not many, if any. Oh, one. Okay, let's see if we can uh, sprawl this for 10 minutes. Talk about our free apps. Yeah, there hasn't been many for the Apple iOS this week. They've been pretty, well, not good ones. This rubbish. Should be about 600 flappy, farty birds by now. Yeah, probably. Actually, we, um, I might come back with that, actually. Yes. Yep, put on the me. Unless you want to bring it back. Do it next week when you're uh, well. Yep. Can you believe it? We're, we're almost through a whole show without the mentioning of Flappy Bird. No! <laughs> yes. And, and thankfully, 
That's the only mention you're going to hear of it on this show this week. Is, uh, that was it. So Jace, Jace just said to me, just quietly, uh, look, we just had a little tea break, and Jace just said to me, you know, uh, there's 600 Flappy Bird clones or something out there. So that was it. Made me made me think of it. But there's no more no more talk of that. Uh, it's it's dead as well. Now here's something good. Oh, but before I get to that, uh, what else can I tell you about? I told you about uh, tell you about the AussieMaxzone.com.au. On there, you'll find uh, Michael, one of the hosts of the show. He's, he puts up about six stories. Uh, through every day, just about six, five or six stories every day. Uh, tickers across the homepage there, so you can have a read of it, or you can go into the the menu. You just follow your menu items and whatever, uh, or click on the story and you'll get there. But yeah, but so, uh, Apple Stories. So if you're into the Apple Stories, jump into the AussieMaxZone.com.au or listen to the uh, listen to the show every week wherever you listen to us right now. You can get us. You can get the Aussie Max Zone on the same format. Now, most yeah, of- speaking of uh, Apple products, uh, as I was mentioning to you earlier, I've got my uh, Apple TV unjailbroken again. <laughs> I did uh, did try out the jailbreak and it worked mostly, but uh, unfortunately, the type of jailbreak that works with my Apple TV too, uh, to put Plex on there so you can stream movies from any of your uh, network hard drives around the house, uh, requires you to do uh, what they call a soft boot, which means you have to plug the Apple TV via USB into your computer, then you run a little program that uploads a tiny file to it, then it'll boot into the um, hacked uh, jailbroken version, then you plug it quickly into your TV so you can see what's on there. But the problem is anytime you lose power, like you have an outage or you need to move it and it comes out or you accidentally turn it off, then you have to plug it back into your computer then upload the file again and then put it over there. And mm. For a while, I just had it in sleep mode, so it's got the little pulsing white light on there as it's in sleep so that I could wake it up and do it again. And in the end, I was just like, I'll just use my computer to watch it on there. <laughs> yes. And uh, if, if I, I just uh, plugged it back into my um, Windows machine today and did a system restore and then updated it back to a normal. So I think in the future... You know how we've got a lot of problems with uh, getting the right, getting content in Australia mm. and, um, you know, uh, Fox and that uh, tying up shows that people want to watch and yeah. uh, shows not coming out when you want to watch it. I think I might go and see if I can uh, get a, a one of those unblock us or something like that VPN to the US and see if I can run Netflix on it yeah. and uh, see what that's like, you know, $8 a month and uh you get tons of TV shows and movies and stuff, and you can even get onto Hulu and Hulu Plus and things. Yeah, so I'm going to try that as a, a little, you know, hobby investigation in the future. Yeah, I was just looking through my notes here because I think last week I think we might have touched on this similar subject or probably the same subject. Uh, and one of the guys who listens to us regularly in the lounge, PA, he uses the VPN Private Internet Access, and I think that worked out to be about five bucks a month, and he's really happy with that. Uh, hmm. uh, five bucks a month or forty bucks a year, I think it worked out. I think they had. So yeah, go and have a look at that one, Jace. Uh, private internet access, and everyone out there, go and have, just have a play with uh, a VPN, you know, and, and pop out wherever you want in the world and just suck up some content. Like, yeah, well, I know. Um, even talking to Will recently, he said he was having trouble getting YouTube videos. They'd buffer a lot and be really slow and not work, and his speed tests were really slow. So he tried a VPN to the US and then suddenly he's watching everything in HD and fast streaming and stuff. So it looks like his ISP might be doing a bit of that squeezing down the bytes if you're going to a video site or something like that to mm. try and cut down how much you watch video. But you put in one of these and it's encrypted so they can't see where you're going to. So 
They're like, oh, well, we'll just let you do whatever you want, which is what you're supposed to do, net neutrality and stuff. Yeah, oh, guys. That's right. That's right. Like, why? Then, yeah, you can't cripple it. You can't cripple the internet. Otherwise, it, you know, it would be useless. But talking about uh, ISPs, uh, Telstra is uh, not their ISP department, but just Telstra as a whole, uh, to offer real-time billing and real-time tracking of Katooks, technicians. Telstra, <laughs> Telstra is set to launch a real-time view of customer billing and payments, as well as new digital service for customers to track the schedule of a Telstra technician assigned to work at their premises. Now, when a Telstra customer logs onto the customer portal now, they usually see a summary of usage data that is at least probably about 24 hours old, which is like as helpful as a wooden frying pan. So the telco will soon allow customers to view usage data in real time. So that's pretty cool. The telco will also attempt to stop customers having to be home, you know, from uh, 8 o'clock to 1 o'clock or from 1 o'clock to 6 o'clock. six weeks. (laughs) That's right. Yes, that's right. need to be home somewhere between July and September. We'll pop in one day. Well, you may may jest, make jest at that sort of thing. But I got a letter from the electricity company uh, because they wanted to come and do some routine maintenance or a checkup of me meter box or something. And yeah, and that was what the letter said. Yeah, we're doing this uh, checkup of meter boxes, blah, blah, blah. Now, at any stage, uh, uh, we will be doing this. It's not about you must be home, otherwise it can't be done and you have to make other arrangements. But we will be visiting your place anywhere from between like, it was the, the 14th of January to the 30th of June. And <laughs> yeah, okay, good story. So I just went, look. I need because you know they could come around. What I was worried about, they're coming around here. They just flick the power off when I'm not here. Everything here just goes down. You know, you don't want all your computers and your server going down. You got to bring them all back up again. And you know, and all the chaos and errors that could create. Oh my god! So um, yes, I just rang them. They were pretty helpful actually. They just said, yeah, we'll just let's book in a time. Like, why don't they just do that to start with? Uh, but anyway, the telco is expected to use geolocation technology to more effectively allocate jobs and keep customers abreast on when a booked technician is likely to arrive. That's going to upset the union. Yep. GPS is on the on the vans. I think and- they um are going to let you see comments on your account as well. You know, when you ring up and you make a complaint and they're like, yes, sir, we'll give you back $50 credit for that. And then six months later, you're like, where's me $50 credit that you promised me in June? Yeah. What? You say, well, it's on my account. I can read it, read it there now. Yeah. Uh, well, don't. Yeah. And well, but look, that's the, I think that their Indi- Indian call center should have access to this as well. Because look, I've rang up and spoke to two people who argued with me that what I told them was not right. I said, you told me you would send me a new modem. No, we don't do. We don't give you new modems for free. I said, well, I was told I was getting one. <laughs> <laughs> and so it wasn't until I like, you know, finally, I went through about three people, supervisor, a Katook supervisor, and then went through them. And no, he got, he got angry with me. And I said, mate, you're a joke. You shouldn't be working there. And then, so I just rang up the complaints, which is the first, my first stop from now on. Ring in Telstra, ring complaints. You get an Aussie, they're in Australia. They fix you up straight away. And uh, I said, blah, 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 blah. And he goes, pulls up my record. He goes, oh, yeah, you were told that, weren't you, in that phone call? <laughs> that was two weeks ago. And I went, well, can't these Indians see this? But anyway, but anyway. I, I, won't, I won't ring anymore. I always go to the uh, live chat. Telstra or Big Pond Live Chat, yeah. type everything in there. Those guys fix it up really quick. Yeah, I was at, you know, I was at a customer's place today and uh, we are setting that app up actually and I had to jump into the live chat, but I was 26 in line. <laughs> so we, we decided not to live chat. 
That was like a dead chat. Yeah, so anyway, uh, Tony, David Tony, CEO of Telstra said, we're going to enable you to track, we're going to enable you to track field technicians en route to your house. Be like the little taxi app. Have you, have no, you ever used that, Joe? Have you used the taxi app where you... When I was uh, in Melbourne um, just around Christmas time, I was actually looking for a taxi and I didn't see any around, so I downloaded the Uber app and I had a look at it. But I'm still like, mm, I've got my 10-year-old daughter. I'm hopping in a stranger's car. I guess it's probably safe and it's daytime and it's only Melbourne. But I <laughs> uh, might wait for the other taxi to turn up. If he's not here in the next you know, half an hour or something, then I might think about this Uber one. But uh, something else I heard recently about Uber is that um, when you open the app, it uh, sends a blip to the Uber company that somebody in that area is looking for an Uber cab and it'll mm. start sending cabs to that area before you even select that you want to go somewhere. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you right. It. So you're not waiting around too long. You know, you want to order it and it comes mm. from like 10 suburbs away. Yeah. It's like as soon as you open the app and you, because, you know, with normal people, it's going to take you a while to go through all the stuff on there. Where do you want to go to? What do you, what what uh, time you want to go and all that sort of thing. Yeah. So while you're doing that, there's some cabs there's already heading to your area. Sweet. And uh, yeah, they turn up really quick then. Yeah, because I think, I'm not sure if it, the app that I've got here for Gold Coast Cabs, I'm not sure if you can actually uh, follow them on the map as they're arriving, as they're driving to your house. But I know that you'll get an SMS when they're about a kilometre away and yeah, stuff like that. Really yeah, it's cool, isn't it? It's really good. It's really good. Start walking out of the house now. We know you promised that you're going to be on the front lawn, but you probably ran back inside to feed the cat or something. He's on his way. so That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But thankfully, I don't know. I'm not rich enough to take taxis too often. Uh, you know, think of all the beers that you can have if you have a taxi ride. Yeah, well, <laughs> we weren't we weren't planning on it that day either, but uh, we were using the Mikey cards. It's the only way you can get around in Melbourne. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, I had to charge it up at the start of the day for a day's travelling, and I went to the local Seven Eleven, which is the only place in the in that suburb that could get it done. And the Mikey card system was down as well as all, as all of his FPOS. So I was like, well, what do we do now? He's like, well, there's no other Mikey places anywhere near here that you can charge up with. You can't hop on a tram if it's not charged up. So no, that's right. I was like, well, I guess we're going to have to get a taxi then. So, mm. Well, so it's not like in Queensland, I think you can still hop on a train. And I think you're allowed to go overdrawn five bucks or something. But then you should, well, you can have it to auto uh, refill and all this sort of stuff. But what's the public transport card you guys have got in New South Wales? What's that called? So, so Opal. A, Opal, that's right. It's just it's just uh, starting to come out this way. Actually, when it was first announced, I was like, I'm signing up for this. It's going to be fantastic. I used to have something like that in uh, Brisbane. Yeah. And just let it auto top up and all that. You never worried about it. So I signed up. They sent me the card. And then I was like, this service is only available in the following inner city areas. I was like, oh. what about me? And I <laughs> rang them up. They're like, yeah, you got about six months before it's out your way. I said, good, give me a refund. So I sent the card back. They gave me a refund. And yeah, right. Probably, um, I think it's at the end of this week, or it might be actually right now that it's uh, supported uh, at my station. So I might look back into it again. Mm. Well, there's a big, there's a big, you know, hullabaloo when these things come out. You know, oh, well, we're getting rid of the ticketing system. It's it's antique. It's slow. It's you know, it's it's uneconomical and all this. But you get the new uh, Opal card or the Go card as it is up here, and it's going to be fares going to be cheaper. You know, because there's no staff involved, and we've, we've we've stopped paying people, and you know, and all this sort of stuff. But uh, interestingly, I heard a story through the week, Jace, down in Sydney, well, in New South Wales, in Sydney, there that uh, someone has some 
I tell you, some people must have too much time on their hands, but some dude, and obviously a tech head, so some guy has created a app or a website. Now, you could probably Google this and find it because I, I don't have this in front of me. I just heard it. And uh, he's created, because he's found, he's found uh, uh, discrepancies in the Opal card versus the ticketing system where on some routes, you it is cheaper to buy tickets than use the card. <laughs> That'd be right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's going. Well, what's the go here? And you know, and it's all it's starting to cause a bit of a, a bit of a kerfuffle. But yeah, it, it's so he's gone in. He's obviously must have scraped it somehow. Or I, but they wouldn't have APIs, would they? Do these the places have APIs to get you? They home? do, but uh, they're restricted. I've got a friend who writes the uh, TripView app for Sydney trains, and uh, they gave. He went to a competition with a few other developers, and anybody who was in this competition. Uh, the government gave them access to their uh, database API. Mm. So uh, with his app down here, you can uh, put in the station that you're at, where you're going to. It'll tell you what time the trains are supposed to be coming in, what time you'll get there, which platform you need to be on. Nice. Uh, and it's also got uh, the change down here tracked in real time now. So it'll tell you like your train is running three minutes late and things like this on the app, which is really good because most of the time you're just standing around and mm. you're like, well, the train was supposed to be here at 8.50. It's now 9.03. What's happening? And you just open the app and goes, your train is running 15 minutes late. You go, oh, okay, well, mm. it's got service disruptions and things like that on there. And you can see in real time, if you flick to the map, you can watch the little dots as the trains go along the tracks through the yeah, different right. suburbs. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, so um, that's good. Yeah, that's good. I was going to go on with something else, but I won't because it's the end of the show. That's it. We're finished. So that's it for another week. So I hope you guys enjoyed uh, just the two of us this week. Just and the two, two of us. us. Just the two of us. That's right. And maybe next week there might be a threesome at least. So <laughs> so thanks, Jason. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Never had one of them before. Uh, not recently. Thanks for coming in and uh, giving us your great insights into technology and and whatever. No and, worries, mate. Yeah, too easy. We know that you've been unwell today, so it's uh, especially grateful for you to come in and keep me company. So, okay, guys, that's it for this week. So until next we meet, have a great week. Thank goodness the footy's back, and we'll see you next time. Ta-da. Bye-bye.